Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's more than good. Amen. Hey, uh, Rebecca, can you come right here? Eric, can you come up here? Um, uh-oh. It's all right. Hold her up, man. So, sorry. Um, the other, okay, so last Sunday is when y'all played hooky. I mean, when you missed. <laughs> so it was the Sunday before that that um, you guys were here. Pause there. Do you remember a few, it was months ago, where I gave you that word that I saw your hand like morphing into the flag, the, the, the part of it that you hold, right? And um, um, I've said this, so, so keep that in mind for a second. And that Sunday when y'all were here, uh, I had like several people jump up to me right after service, so I didn't get to catch you guys. I was trying to figure out something of what I saw. But uh, you were up here doing your normal, Eric, you had stepped up here. And, and you were just kind of right there worshiping, and she came up to you and started, like, dancing with you as a couple, right? And you guys do that often. And it, I, I know that I can speak for Erykel and everyone here that you guys are amazing. We love you. We love how you, how you worship, but we love how you love. That's what's really cool. But when I saw you dancing, you went up to him. And somewhere in there, y'all were dancing, and then you twirled yourself around like that. And in all of that, I was sitting there, and I was hearing all this uh, crazy stuff. You know, it was just beautiful stuff. And I was like, okay, wh what is all this that I'm hearing? And what I saw uh, when I finally kind of, I was in my own little world there for a minute. I was catching these glimpses, right? And um, uh, so what I got, I wanted to do this last Sunday, but y'all played hooky, so it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Your family's more important. It's okay. Um, but uh, both of you together, uh, it's not just the example that you set, but you're about to step into another level of intimate creativity. Your intimacy and in worship is already at a high, high caliber, but there's a level of creativity and intimacy that is about to go to a whole nother level. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it is. And you both are super creative. Uh, it's weird that y'all both are, right? Because usually couples are opposites, right? But not here. Y'all are both very creative. And that aspect of your life together, the intimacy of creativity is going to another level or another depth, however you want to look at that. I heard about what happened Friday night, right? I just heard that last night. And I've had this for a week, but I didn't want to I didn't want to call you. I, I, I felt like it needed to be in the midst of worship. It needed to be. I needed to tell you this and speak this over you guys in the midst of worship. So not only are you guys part of your, your, your heroes to us, but where you're about to go, dang, I'm jealous. And, and it's just so cool. And I'm excited. Uh, and I don't know what it means. I, I, y'all get the joy of figuring that out, right? I just get to spill it. But, um, uh, I, I want us to pray over you guys that you would have the wisdom and the insight to see what the what the shift is and where it's at and how to do that. But then the greater part of that is how to share that with everybody else. This isn't an intimacy that's just y'all two. This is your creativity, which is how you all minister to all of us all the time. So it's something for the body. It's another level and layer that you guys are going to, you're going to plow the ground so that it grows and sprouts into the family here. And so, I don't know, man, I'm excited though. So we're going to pray for you guys. And then if we could sing that verse one more time, because I think that is the epitome of what this is, man. It's so beautiful. So Father, we just thank you so much for this amazing couple. Lord, they are they're just amazing. We are, uh, we're not just excited to have them with us, Lord. We, we hold it at a high value that they're, they're family here at CORE in this house. And we recognize the value that they bring and the strength that they are. And so this morning with this thing that you've showed me, I have no idea what it all means, but you do. And so we just pray for Eric and Rebecca for the wisdom. I pray for a release of wisdom that, that she, wisdom, would just explode 
in their mental pathways and their capacity of understanding would multiply, not increase, Lord, but it would multiply so that they would be able to navigate the shift that you're bringing so that they can continue to change the world around them. Lord, we thank you for the intimacy of creativity that is coming. We thank you, Father. We thank you for what you're about to do. And Lord, I pray that it would be swift uh, because I don't want to wait to see, Lord. I want to know. Because what's going to happen with this couple and what they bring to this body is going to take us to another level in our creativity. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. And I decree in the name of Jesus that the enemy will move back. He will move away. I decree it in the name of the Lord. We together as family unite and decree in the name of Jesus that this new shift in their life will be a beautiful bed of roses. It will be a smooth uh, cutting into the ground. There will be no rocks to move out of the way. There will be no trees to cut down. This is smooth virgin soil that is ready to be grown and, and multiplied. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Ah. Sorry. Oh, we got to sing that. Sorry, that was the that was the seal. So one more time that verse. Sorry. We got to seal it. beautiful picture of intimacy that we can have with our own father. Thank you. You know, all of y'all know um, Jim and Kathy. And Jim is pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, He, you know, when you're talking to Jim, you're just trying to figure out life and you're going about it, he'll stop you and he'll make you own it. He says, no, that's who you are. It's okay. And, and he owns it. And it's such a testimony. And it's so, um, it's so beautiful. And that's just been on my, on my heart. And just even just trying to get that within myself. So if I could just tell that to you guys is own it. Own who you are. Own the creation, the things that are happening, the things that draw you, the things that push you, those things that God placed inside of you. Take them, walk in them, and own it. Be okay to own it. And know that people are going to come against you when you own it. It's just going to happen. It, it is going to happen. It is. And it's okay because you're owning who God created you to be. That's, you can't go wrong. <laughs> so, um, just a couple of announcements. We have Dub coming. Woo-hoo. The 19th, no, is it 19, 2021? 20, 19, 2021. 20, 
Uh, it's a whole fun-filled weekend, so don't miss that. It will change your life, as it has changed ours, and even just a lot of you guys that have just been in his class and got to hear from him. Um, and I don't know if all of you guys know, but we have some Super Bowl champs in here. <laughs> Woo, stand up, guys. Stand up, guys. <laughs> Get up, Abel. Awesome. We're, we're honored to know you guys. We've never met Super Bowl champs before, so it's an honor. The honor is ours. Um, and just one more thing is Miss uh, Marilyn's going to come up, and she's going to inform you of some awesome things coming up. Okay, so November 17th, guys, is our um, core family Thanksgiving festival, feast, party, whatever you call it. So um, our wonderful core church is providing our dinner or our meal, whatever, but we're going to do desserts and drinks. So I have a sign-up sheet in the back. If you would, just sign up on what you want to bring. And then also Angel Tree. Angel Tree's coming up. Yes, yeah, my favorite time of year. So, I, and most of you know what Angel Tree is. It's where we provide gifts for uh, children whose parents have been incarcerated. And I was thinking about this, and, you know, I do Kingdom Life. And one of the things that came up when we, we kind of break out in rooms, we let the kids just kind of process what we're teaching them. And they said, well, what do we do when our, our friends don't believe in Jesus? How do we tell them about Kingdom if they don't believe in Jesus? And I said, well, kingdom isn't a Bible verse. Kingdom is extending the heart of God. And you can do that without a Bible verse. And I wholeheartedly believe that's what we do when we do angel tree. One day, these babies are going to remember. Somebody valued me and loved me with the love of God. They're going to remember that. And that's what we're sharing. So... Next week, we'll have, we're praying to have all the lists up. Um, we've already contacted parents. We're just waiting for them to give us some info back. So hopefully next week, we'll have our angels out there so you can adopt an angel. $30 limit for gifts, um, whether you do it in one gift or 10. I don't, you know, but it's $30 is what we're asking. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Marilyn. All right. Um, Lydia, are you uh, ready? Yeah. All right. Well, y'all make a little bit of room because there's some Super Bowl heroes there. Hoyle, Hoyle said that I get to I get to hit him in the stomach. Just to, I said I never hit a football a, a Super Bowl champ. Can I can I hit you in the stomach? He goes, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. I'm not gonna hit you, guy. All right, kiddos, where we at? Stand up, man. You all look so good. All right, all right, and. Uh, Miss Lydia, have at it. Take them away and train them up. Learn about Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. There you go, guys. Good deal. Yeah, Jim and Kathy are out. Um, be, be praying for them. They're traveling. Uh, they'll be back in December. Um, and here we are. Everybody doing good? Yes. It's getting that time of year where we all get fat. Right? Try that and it does not work. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Holidays are coming. Um, it's coming, man. Uh, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, of Ephesians chapter 3. Um, we're going to look at some at some passages that we actually have looked at before, and uh, I'm not going to keep you long. Um, so thankful to the Lord today that uh, this is the day that my lovely, beautiful wife Raquel was uh, born. Yeah, man. Twenty six years ago. Does that make up for all the other? You're doing a good job. All right, all right. Um, yeah, today's her birthday. So, uh, man, be sure and 
tell her something. I want her to know that 26 is great. Um, <laughs> oh, she thought you're 62? Angela, you just made the bad list, sister. Oh, offer truth. <laughs> you just made the bad list. I'm so glad that that was you and not me. I am so glad. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. It's a good day. Man. Oh. Ah. So I, I really don't have uh, a, a, a lot to share, and I'm, I'm trying to work actually on the... Um, uh, on my timing and my rabbit trails, but then there's some people that say if I do that, they're going to get after me. So I'm stuck in the middle. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, you know, it's so beautiful um, where we are today and where we come from. And that's a story, that's a line that you hear from us so much, right? Um, but this morning, I want to dive into something uh, as I believe that I mentioned this the last couple of weeks, there's, there's some shifting that is coming for CORE. Uh, we've been two years building this, uh, this foundation, right? This foundation of identity, this foundation uh, of what a kingdom culture actually is. Um, uh, we've already stepped into some heresy hunters uh, coming after me. I don't know if y'all have seen the Instagram or even the YouTube yeah, people are posting. One guy put on there, nothing you say is in the Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And another one uh, put on there, um, uh, man, I forget the first part. You are deceived or you are lying, one of those. Go read your King James Version. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, that's all right. Uh, homie ain't got time for that. Block. You know, I'm not going to fight with people anymore or nothing like that. Uh, it's not worth it. But uh, anyway, it's just so funny and interesting uh, because uh, I actually do read a lot of scripture and a lot of the quotes that are in comments that they put on um, Instagram to get those hits and stuff. A lot of them, they're, they're actual scripture that I'm reading. So, uh, but I'm probably a sinner because. A lot of times it's the passion translation or, you know, I get a little uh, grace uh, because sometimes I read the New American Standard Version. So I get a little bit of grace there. But um, for the Lord thus saith that thou shalt not uh, changeth the words of this book. Right. Even though he didn't actually say that. <laughs> That's what they say. Anyway, I'm so glad that we're not stuck in that anymore. I fully understand uh, you know, the, the, the sight of folks that are because I lived it for 20 years, 20 plus years. You know, I, I, I get it. I understand. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, that it's right. It just means I, I get it. But for so long, when we, when we first uh, came to the Lord, when we first got saved, however you want to word that, we were just teenagers. And... Um, it took a couple of years to, to, to get set in a church that was looking to actually, you know, build people. Um, and and the, the issue there was it wasn't so much that they were trying to build us, but it was all a sin consciousness uh, culture. It was a, a church culture to a degree um, where they fully believed in the, in the full gospel but in a box, like, right? We had, we believed in the gifts, but it was old school prophetic, you know, the man of God and, you know, the, the, the pastor, right? And, you know, what was so cool is um, there was, uh, we were about 100, 150 people at that time. Harvest Outreach was the church, and it was an amazing church. North side of Houston, uh, man, we were, uh, there were so many, we had a men's home, uh, we, we went after gang members, drug addicts, pimps, prostitutes. I mean, we were in the highways and the byways all the time on the north side of Houston. Um, and, and we really reached that community. We were on the streets twice a week, uh, sometimes, uh, and, and just all kinds of stuff. We really went after that, but it was all based on how sorry you were until you came to Christ, right? 
that you were a, a worthless sinner needing the saving grace. Uh, and, you know, it was just a beatdown, right? We always preached about sin and talked about, you know, how you better turn or burn, baby. You know that one? Turn or burn, right? And, uh, and, and it, it, Raquel and I, we don't have regrets, but uh, one of the things that we talk about is we think for where we were in our own life that that, that was good for us um, to a point. Now, I think there was something better, but I, I mean, obviously there was something better, but I don't know yet. But I'm saying all that to say that the one thing about this church was that people loved people. Uh, and we had a few of the little cliques here and there. You know, there were a few people that uh, I was like the only white guy in the church. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, we, we sang in English and Spanish and even in Hebrew, you know. It was pretty cool. Um, uh, we had the Daughters of Zion dance team. You remember that? We had, uh, you know, so many things that we, we went after so much stuff. Uh, but the interesting thing was is that every, all the young guys, there was a whole line of young guys that, that came into the church around the same time. I was in my early 20s. Yeah, early 20s, 21, 22, somewhere in there. And there were probably 10 other guys that were in within five years of me. And then there was the next level, you know, the guys in their 30s. Uh, and it, we were just a, an awesome group of church folks that just wanted to love people. But, you know, the one thing about all the guys is everybody wanted to be a pastor. Everybody wanted to preach. They, that was the goal, right, was you had to be a pastor. You had to preach. It was a different mindset. We didn't fall into this part of it uh, because I didn't want to die at that time in my life. Uh, but there was a real hard push about the, the machismo, the, uh, the masculinity. Uh, I'm the man. Do what I say. Call me Lord, woman. You know, submission and all that, right? Yeah. John, it's been nice knowing you, my friend. I love you. Peace out, homie. I have nothing to do with that. He's not my friend anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they, they really taught a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and Raquel and I have never been, you know, I never wake up in the morning, hey, where's my tacos, woman? You know, or, you know, come home. Why is this house filthy? We, we weren't like that, you know. And um, I just wasn't like that as a, as a man. Um. And, uh, but there was a lot of that, and there was, uh, most of the guys would go on the street, some of the ladies would go, like, could go witness and stuff, but most of the people would go out of an obligation. They felt like, oh, if you don't witness for Christ, if you don't get out there and tell people, your name will get erased, he'll blot your name out. Oh, man, we would, we would call that verse out all the time. Y'all know that verse? There's actually a verse in Revelation where he says that he would blot your name out. So jacked up, man. It is so jacked up thinking. And people still believe that today. Hebrews 10 uh, talks about if you willfully sin after uh, the, the knowledge of Christ, that you trample up, uh, on him again. That's, that's what our King James at this uh, heresy hunter likes to point out to me. That's what it says. And uh, it, it's actually just a, it's just a really bad translation when you look at the actual language that was written at that time. Um, and those caused things in us, you know, you had to go. Otherwise, you might go to hell. Hail, you might go to it. You might go. Man, if you die... And you willfully made a choice to not do something that the Lord told you, Shandai, man. And fuego, the flames are going to, you know, it was, it was bad, y'all. It was bad. Now that I think about it, it was really bad. But what I want to point out is one thing that we would do is we had one guy who would always come up and he would open the service, right? Uh, and, you know, the praise and worship team would be there. And most of the time, 
Our worship was about an hour to an hour and a half because we had two breaks in there. One break would be uh, after about three songs, four songs, we would break. And the guy, first he would come up and open the service. Good morning, praise the Lord. He would read a scripture and just give you 30 seconds of something. And let's worship the Lord. And he would walk off. And the worship team, you know, we would jam three songs and then we would pause. And and worship leader would look over and he would come on up. Praise the Lord. So good to be in God's house. Uh, welcome all our visitors. First, please please raise your hand. Oh, welcome, Stan. Please. We, we went through this whole thing. Everybody had to do it the exact same way except for the scripture that you shared. And so this second um, break was for introducing visitors and guests and welcoming them and uh, uh, taking the offering at that point. We had to pass the plates, right, because you better tithe or you're going to go to hell. God's going to get his one way or another. And then... Uh, he would say, let's worship the Lord. And he would look back to worship leader, and he would walk over, <laughs> sit in a chair or stand. Worship leader would take back over, hallelujah, hallelujah, just don't care what the devil's going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then she'd get through her next three songs, and she would go, and he would come up, and he would go just a little bit more, right? And he would, this time he would talk about the events that are upcoming and all that kind of stuff. You know, what we had planned, what was going on. You better not miss, you know, uh, Thursday night on the streets, you know, whatever else. So I will tell you that every one of us guys, the first step to doing anything in the church in leadership was to open the service. So that was our goal. Because we all wanted to be pastors because we thought that's what we had to do. We had to be a pastor. Right? Do you know that are some people that are not called to be pastors? And out of those 10, 15 guys, there was only about two of us that were actually called to be pastors. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad, though. One of the guys would stand up here and he would open this. This is the opening of the service, right? And we just had two sessions of awesome, powerful worship. And he would stand there and he would say, how many of you have faith? He would say it about like that. Oh, nobody wants to raise their hand in the presence of the Lord, huh? He would do it like that. And so then somebody would say, you know, their mouth is quivering, and he would raise, they would raise their hand. One person in the back would raise it. I have faith. And he would say, well, then prove it and let me see it. Oh, yeah, it was bad. We should have said, I thought, watch him, man, I'm out of here. But we didn't. We hung in there because the Lord was doing something there in our, in our heart. And so... There was this whole weirdness, right? But at the time, we didn't know it. All we knew is church culture and that we knew that God was doing something there with us. And it was, we were scared to miss church. Sean die, brother. I'm going to call it down on you if you're not here. I mean, it was crazy. Y'all laughing. I'm being dead serious. Am I right? I'm and so I'm telling you all of this, this story because it is true. It is true. It is life. Um, it happens all over. Y'all probably have some similar stories if you were in anything like that. The, 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 the main thing I, I want to point to in, in what I'm telling you is the fact that everybody wanted to be a pastor. Everybody wanted to um, get behind the pulpit. Everybody wanted to give a testimony about what God was doing, which that part was good. But everybody, that was the goal, right? Because we were in a mindset that that was the pinnacle. And there's a lot of people that still face that today. So we've been in this kingdom culture for going on five years now. And everybody wants to prophesy. <laughs> Give me the mic, baby. <laughs> right? 
everybody wants to try to paint. It's not that everybody should not try to paint. It's not that. Not everybody's a painter. Raquel and I are proof of that. <laughs> we, did a, we did a class with Zoe, and we're like, how do you hold the brush? And Zoe is like, come on, Chris. I'm like, I'm serious. I don't know how to hold the brush. And for a moment, I thought church culture was coming back because she looked like she wanted to slap me. I was a little bit of John that, that, that evening. I don't know how to hold the brush, though. <laughs> anyway, everybody wants to prophesy. And then as we started diving into the fivefold ministry, which we've known about for years, taught those verses, taught them, taught them. Oh, everybody wants to be an apostle. Bill Johnson, right? Everybody wants to be the prophet. Oh. Right? The point is, is that not everybody is. Not everybody is fill in the blank. There is a really, really stupid movie that we saw. I don't know, your kids may like it. It's one of those spy kids movies that the dude makes little clay figures and they come to life. And they're called thumb thumbs. Do y'all know what a thumb thumb is? Have y'all seen that movie? Y'all have? I'm sorry. Y'all have not? Praise God. <laughs> it's a walking thumb. Yeah. Their legs are thumbs. The torso is a thumb. The head is a thumb. And their arms are thumbs. It's a thumb thumb. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's stupid. It is dumb. Pastor Chris, why are you talking about that? Well, because it's an example. We're not all thumbs. And it's stupid to think that you would be. Because it's stupid. If you see the movie, it is one of the, they ruined. It's like number three or something like that. It's so dumb. They should have left the first one alone. It's bad enough Antonio Banderas is in it. We're not all thumbs. We're not all feet. Some are arms. And that we all have heard, y'all have all heard that, right? We are the members of the body, yes? But here's the thing, is we still face, it's, it's okay to want to know what your calling is. It's amazing to have the desire to understand better of how he wired you, how he created you. But the problem is, is that many of us, at one point or another, have limited the creation that God made in you because you're so focused, or I was so focused on, I'm a prophet, and I am not. I will stand right here and proudly say, I am not a prophet. Can I prophesy? Absolutely. I do it all the time. That's her job. I don't want nothing to do with that job. She asked me, I don't know. I ain't a prophet. Figure it out. <laughs> but then, then she throws it at me because I, I, I do have an apostolic calling in my life. And she says, well, answer the question, apostle. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm not going to walk in here with apostle. I love it when she wears her shirt. It says what it says, prophet. Yeah, from Jennifer Ives. Got that one day when we was in the spirit. Uh, and I love it, man. It's pretty cool. But the reality is, we right now we both currently have the title in the church uh, of pastor, right? And that's just how we have been structured. And, and there's conversation about changing that. We haven't had that conversation in a while, but we've talked about changing that. Um, and I'm going to show you why here in just a few minutes. Um, Craig Ferris, 
just an amazing friend of mine. We're, we're really close. Real close. Raquel and I, we're all together really, really close. Love him to death. We were talking one day, and um, he says, uh, first of all, many of y'all know Craig, and I really do believe that he is uh, one of the most accurate prophetic voices of our time. Um, and if you've ever had him prophesy to you or heard him prophesy to anyone, it's amazing how clearly he hears. And one day we were talking about that, and he says, he actually hates that when you say that. You know, um, he told me one day, we were talking about that, and he says, man, you know, really, like all that, what's your election? He goes, I'm not knocking it. Please do not, do not hear this. I'm not knocking it, but your election, your calling, you know, apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, teacher, evangelist. He says all that, man, you know what? You know what my, uh, my thing is? He says, I'm just a friend. I'm a friend. He, he's my friend. Jesus is my friend. I'm his son. I'm God's son. And everything else just falls in wherever it is. Because at the end of the day, I told him afterwards, I said, man, what's cool about that is didn't he tell us that um, be all things to all men? So even though I do have an, an, an apostolic calling, I'm not just an apostle. Um, and she's not just a prophet. We don't even like saying that stuff. I really struggled whether or not to even say what I just said. I was over here like, don't say it, don't say it. Yes, you need to say it. Don't say it, don't say it. Shut up. Back and forth, right? That's, we're never going to tout that. And, um, because one, that's just not who we are. But the thing that I want to focus on this morning is about the need for you to be you. And, um, you know, we, we, we had some struggles for a while. We had, um, even, even here, uh, with, before our big shift, we had people that just, uh, they wanted the limelight. They wanted the attention. And, and we didn't understand how to work with that. And we were learning. And, and that stuff is uh, it's dangerous, right? Because it takes you as a person to a place that God's not at. I mean, he's there. Let me say that wrong because now Heresy Hunter will get me on that one. God is everywhere, right? Uh, but... Um, that place of arrogance, that place of um, better than you, that's not a place that his heart is, Amen. right? His presence may be there because that's not how he is, but his heart's not there. Does that make sense? I don't want to be where his heart is not. And so I don't want to live in a place or, or walk or, or think in a place where my arrogance for my, my, what I think my calling is gets in the way and hurts people. Because here's the thing. If we were all thumbs, we wouldn't do anything, right? Um, if we were all hands, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't get anything accomplished. Um, years ago, back at that church culture, Harvest Outreach, somebody brought a teaching one time about the body, and it was so funny because they said, do you know that if you cut off your one of your toes, or your big toe or whatever, that you'll walk in a circle, either your big toe or your little toes, because it helps stabilize you. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I, I didn't believe the guy then. I don't know if I believe him now, and I'm sure not going to test it to find out, right? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, you'll walk in a circle if you cut your toe off, whatever. Um, the point he was trying to make is that every aspect of the body is important, yes? Um, Gregory back there on the sound booth, um, he never gets in the limelight. He doesn't want to be in the limelight. He, he, he doesn't want that. He's very steady and very happy learning sound to another level and, and, and doing that position back there. And he does it very well. Um, but if he wasn't there, we'd be in trouble, right? Um, it, just, just an example. But here's the thing. I believe that there's a shift coming for core church as I talked about last week, the time of, of learning and building foundation is not over, but it's time to start implementing and taking steps. Many of you are in Dub's first year. Some of us are in second year. I think y'all are in third year. Um, and we're learning so much about the revelation of the kingdom. But um, it's core church's responsibility to implement all that we have learned over these last two and a half years, three years about kingdom. Uh, 
And for me, I don't believe that we're meant to just... Um, Let's say this. How do I say that? Because they'll get me for that. Sorry. Let me think for a second here. We're meant to change cities, y'all. We're not meant to just change the guys that are meeting right here at the Taqueria or your neighbors. We're meant, we're meant to infect the city. One of you, two of you believe that with me. Okay. We really are meant to change the city. We are we are the builders of the future and the builders of the kingdom. We're rebuilding like Isaiah 61 talks about. But the point is, is it takes the body as a whole. No more thinking, this is the thing. I, I believe it's time to change our thinking when we think about the body. You know, the Bible talks about in, in Corinthians, he says, uh, to one may be a hand, one may be an arm and a leg and all that. All cannot be ears, right? Y'all, y'all, you remember that? Yeah. So I think that we've been stuck thinking of that, that kind of view about it because I think it's very much more detailed than that. What do I mean by that? It's not just about the hand. Some of us may be the hand, but some of us may actually be the tendons inside the hand. Some of us may be the blood vessels that flow the blood into the hand to make the hand able to do what it does. Some of us may be the IT band that runs down the side and across the kneecap so that it holds you together, it holds the legs together so that we can actually run and jump and do the things that we're called to do together as a body. We're not just a hand. We're not just a foot. We're not just a leg. There is so much more intricacies in the body of Christ than what we can imagine. And it's time for core church to press into those details, not about what name badge can I wear, but what can I do? I'm never going to hear something from the Lord like I did with you guys and say, oh, that's a prophet's job. You better hear what I, hey, (laughs) that would be dumb, right? But there is a part of me that flows in that, right? And I I have to learn that. Um, Drew, Neil, and and even Dub, uh, Dub Dub and I have had some, several conversations about the church shifting and becoming uh, like a hybrid of what it has been, right? Um, it, they're calling on core church. Uh, we had two words. Uh, you know, I can tell you the story uh, at lunch, right? Um, there's two, two specific words that came from two different people a week apart, two weeks apart, and they said almost the exact same thing, that we would be a resource center and that uh, we would step into, um, uh, we would be a resource center and a church. And people started asking me, Do you, which one are you going to be? Do you think you can be both? I said, well, really, I don't know any different. Am I really going to tell people when they walk in, uh, excuse me, Mr. Har, we are a resource center. We're not a church today. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, we're shifting. We're not going to be jamming out anymore uh, as a church format. We're only going to be a resource center. That would be pretty dumb, wouldn't it? Why? Because we're supposed to be all things to all people. My calling, your calling, is meant for specificity in your life, but also into where you fit into this community that you are placed in. Does that make sense? You may be watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. You're meant to be a part of whatever community you are in. And for here, we're meant to change lives and build cities. And we're going to start with Conroe. And I believe that as we make the turn of the year, after we get all the the fat times, right? Get through Thanksgiving and Christmas and eating all the stuff. We gain all the weight. We all decide that January 1, we're going to be doing push-ups. Going to be running, yeah. Once we get past that, 
I believe we're going to see the shift hit. Uh, I believe that Dub is uh, is going to. I think he's going to have some insight on some things of that will help uh, catapult us. Do you remember when Matt and Des came? How many of y'all remember that last time they came? No, it was the time before that, actually. The second to last time where she talked about shifting, right? And our church shifted. All of you shifted within a month. There was a shift in core church. And I believe that was into second gear. I think we're fixing to pop the clutch and hit third. What I mean is that we're fixing to get strategy and insight on how to reach the city. And it's not going to come from me. Not all of it. It's going to come from you guys. Because believe it or not, you're the ones that are supposed to change the world. I'm supposed to sit back and... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Each of you play a different part. Each of you have a different calling. Each of you have a different strength. You have a different weakness. You have a need that someone else can help fulfill. And you have a strength that someone else can actually catapult to greater strength. We, are, are the, we all are the catalyst for what core church is meant to be. Ephesians 3, um, let's jump down. Um, <laughs> he's talking about um, the stewardship. He's talking about... Um, um, Uh, about enlightening. Uh, let's let's go to um, let's go to verse fourteen. Uh, Paul says, "For this reason, and, and go back and read all of it. it. It'll give you better context." And I'm in the New American Standard. He says, "For this reason, I bend my knees, excuse me, before the Father, from whom look at this. Every family in heaven and on earth derives its name." Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self. Verse 17, so that you may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18, look at this, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the height, and the depth. And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the fullness of God. How many of you want to know more in depth uh, the width, the length, the height, and the depth of God's love? Raise your hand if you want to, you want to know that. Okay. You want to know the trick? You can't do that on your own. Because he just said... That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints. You see that phrase right there? With all the saints. Can you go deep into, into the heart of the Father? Absolutely you can. Can we know the full length, breadth, width, depth, and all those? I said it wrong. Heresy Hunter, don't get me. Um, can you learn the can how can you go farther alone? I don't think so. Because with all the saints, right? Man, y'all know I'm a drama queen. <laughs> and y'all know that Raquel is not. So we do this amazing thing of balancing each other out. And she's pretty hard when she does it. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> the problem is John is actually the drama queen in the relationship over there. He is. You see, there are aspects of, of my excitement and my drama that in our relationship we need. And there's aspects that we don't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> there are aspects of Doing, the, doing life with you all right here. There are aspects that you need that, that thing from me. 
And then there's aspects of your life that you don't. And it's the same way with her. It's the same way with Angela, Matt, Kathy, Kevin, and just go on and on and on. You all bring an amazing aspect to the kingdom, to life, that in its fullness, it may be a, an amazing strength right here. But with all the saints, it's propelled into another level. Does that make sense? So what is the depth, the length, the width, and the height? Some of us are, look, are good at looking at width, right? Some of us are really good at looking at height, right? Some at depth, and on and on and on. So it's all about what is our strength and where do we have weakness so that we can band together with all the saints and be strengthened for the fullness of what God wants us to do. Does this make sense? Are y'all with me? Yeah? Um, there's so many different aspects of life. Amen? There are just so many different aspects that we all need help or that we all need understanding in that we get from one another. Um, let me read this from the Passion and then uh, we'll move from there. Verse 14, uh, so I kneel humbly in all before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, uh, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with its divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Verse 18 19. Then you will be empowered right here to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of, a, of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions and how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. And this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. And that is what we're looking for with all the saints. With all the saints. Amen? So, if you're in that place where, oh, I got to get the mic, right? You know, it was funny. I messed up, man. The last, one of the, not last, one of the times that Craig was here, uh, I'm, I try to be very good about protecting our guests, but also about protecting you all because you're our family. You're our house. You are core church. And we had a visitor that came in who knows, who, who Raquel and I know, and, and we've, we've, we've had some, some sit-downs with this person, and um, uh, they, uh, I'm going to step down, Kevin, just to let you know. Um, this person, I'll just, I'll just come right here for an example. Uh, Craig finished and closed and we were standing, and this person, it was kind of like, couldn't wait to get to Craig because he's the man of God, right? And that person took over Craig's time for about an hour. And so that was time away from you guys that Craig could be spending with y'all. And uh, anyway, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> See right there, I was about to say something. Drama queenish. And right here, Raquel's voice, which is actually Holy Spirit saying, uh uh uh. 
cut it. Anyway. And the problem is, is this person was so intent that he had to speak to the prophet. And I even, oh man, anyway, if we're in that place, then the problem is there's a lack in our own life. Does that make sense? And if you have to get the attention, listen, one of the biggest aspects of my testimony is I was a tremendous liar. I always lied because I needed attention, because I have so much rejection in my life. I had to be the best. I was a great worker. Man, my work ethic and what I, what I would do and what I would build was awesome. And, and I, was, I always excelled at every level. But, man, it was so easy to, to exaggerate a story so that I would get attention. If you find yourself doing that, that's wrong. And it's something we need out of our life. Does that make sense? And um, <laughs> man, I love Craig. He's my friend, really. Uh, but he's, he's Craig Ferris. He's not Jesus. Dub Alexander, great friend of ours, like, right? We've been really close with Dub. Matt Gonzalez. Dez Gonzalez, super close friends of ours. But they're Matt and Dez. Right? I, I'm, and and they, they all will tell you, I'm, they understand I mean that with no disrespect whatsoever. And they don't want to be elevated on a platform. They don't. But man, we need to check our, 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 our self. If we're so worried about being a prophet... And there's, there's a lack in our own heart. Does that make sense? If we're so worried about, I have to, I need to. Because what happens is, when you do you, then it flows right in where it's supposed to be. Right? You ever had those kids that just, they, they're, they just, they got to get your attention? They're doing all the stuff to get their attention. You know what I'm talking about? They ever get on your nerves? Don't lie. Don't lie. We'd be in children's church, and, and uh, man, my goodness. Little Noe, remember little Noe? Man, Noe was so deprived of attention in a relationship with a, it was so bad, man. He, an amazing kid, but he would always, you know, do whatever to get all this attention. And finally, one day, we're like, man, we need to use that. How can we use that? So I made Noe my, my, my special helper. That kid, it turned everything around. And he turned my life around, right? Because I wasn't a jerk anymore after that. <laughs> man, anyway, I'm saying that because where we're headed we don't have time for that. If any of you are homegrown here with us, you've been with us any length of time, then you know how valued you are to the Father because it's something that we push. We push and we push. And if you don't know that, then shame on you. You hadn't been listening. You're valued. Let's find where the more detailed part of you fits, right? We're fixing to, we're, we're, we're making some, uh, some push forward with some things we need to set in place, some leadership stuff, and just some direction that we want to go. Oh, and the minute I mention that, if right there there's a thing that says, well, I got to be a leader. If that's there, then that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? What I... That would be like me getting completely mad and upset that I can't interpret dreams the way Lydia does. Or if I get mad that I'm not 6'5 like my friend here. Does that make sense? Man, and what I'm, what I'm, I'm telling you this because my concern is is that is there any of that floating around that's trying to work its way that would hurt what core is about to step into? Because if we're worried about seniority, there's no seniority in the kingdom. There's only, there's only strength and calling, right? 
and love. Love is a kingdom. So how does all that fit? I don't know yet. <laughs> we're going to figure it out together. Amen. But we're going to do it together as we step together. And when one falls, we're going to pick up. When John sees that I'm weak on this side, he's going to come beside and, hey, we got that. When Angela sees it, oh, that's where I can fit. We're, we already know where Angela fits in. We know where John fits in. We're diving deeper into other things, right? We know where you fit or we're trying to find those. But now instead of being the hand, it's time to go deeper and be the ligament, be the tendon, be the blood vessels. Somebody's got to be the, the fingernail. Somebody's got to be the, the skin, the veins, right? There's so much more detail to you. Does that make sense? Yes. It's, it's not, there's not a stopping point that, oh, I'm, a, I'm actually a, and a, and a, uh, I'm an apostolic pastor. I've got the apostolic pastor's heart. That's who I am. That's what I do. Shondai. No, that's not at all who I am. That's part of something that swirls around in my, in my identity and my calling, right? We're going to go eat today for Raquel's birthday. And something that I do all the time, I'm so honored. Uh, not honors, that's, a, that's weird. Uh, I am, I'm excited to meet our servers every time we go somewhere. Amen. I love talking to those people, man. Um, especially if we go to a Spanish or a Mexican restaurant. Orale, primo, como estas? Dame un vaso de agua. And the first thing they say, ¿dónde eres? They all want to know where I'm from. And I tell them, man, I'm a 100% white boy right here in Houston, man. Puro bolillo. Ay, okay. <laughs> but I love having that interaction. But, but it, it, would I, how shameful would it be if I said, I'm an apostle, man. I can't. Give me some water. If we're so hung up that we have to preach, then that's what we're doing. If we're so stuck up or stuck in ourselves that I have to prophesy, how come they didn't call me? Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe we missed it. Sorry. Or maybe that's not who you are. The guy that I described to you in the first that would say, where's your faith? And he literally sounded like that. I got it pretty good, didn't I? That's not the guy we're going to call on to encourage people and speak life into them. <laughs> not going to happen. Right? <laughs> so let's see what we can build. Let's see what we can build as we step in. And let's look at not the correct that sin in your life. Let's look at is there any of that in us? Because that'll hinder where we're going. We can't build a city if we're fighting over position. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that saying. I don't know where we heard it. It was a movie or something, but that guy, I don't remember what it was now, but he says, you do you, boo. Does anybody know where that's from? I hope it's not something bad. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, boo. You do you. Yeah? Y'all stand with me real quick. It's like today, all of us, um, I mean, I, I don't know how y'all felt with that word, what, but like, um, I felt it was pretty spot on, not, not being arrogantly. I just, I, I stepped out and I, I know what I saw and what I heard. Amen. So you know what that means? That means that all the rest of us that are core family are going to begin to pray into that thing for them because they're the ones that are going to cut the new pathway of creativity that core steps into. Forgive me if I'm a little harsh, but it's not you. It's them. They're the ones that are going to cut the path and we're going to step into that road. They are. They're going to do that. Rebecca and Eric. Eric and Rebecca. See, in the other church, we had to say Eric first. <laughs> so now, 
We have to be the one that lifts that thing up specifically. If you didn't agree with what was said and done, then okay, it's no harm, no foul, you know. But if you do, then begin to lift them up. Man, pray that Holy Spirit would bring that wisdom and that understanding to be able to see where they need to cut and where they don't, where they need to step and where they don't, what they need to hear and what they don't. Because they're the ones that are going to bring that aspect of core to a new life and a new level. Can you imagine? this? So I'm a musician, right? I love it. I love what we had up here today. But after they step into whatever this is and they begin to release that in this church, I think this worship team is going to take a step up. So I'm excited. I think the prophetic art side of core is going to go to a whole nother level. Because of what they do. Not because of what I do, but because of them. I don't have that creativity like, it, they, that, like they do at their level. And for whatever reason, he showed me that because they're willing to step into that intimate level of creativity that is deeper than where it is right now in their own life, which is going to reciprocate over into our lives. We get the shockwave. Because it's going to be a nuclear bomb when it goes off. And we get to ride the wave. Never been surfing before. <laughs> Does this make sense today? So let's walk out of here. Let's do us. Let's go be us. Let's be who God made us to be. You don't know full detail yet? That's okay. That's all this church is about. is finding deeper into your, your identity and your calling. And let's spend time and let's figure that out. Amen? Is it good? Good stuff? Yes? I don't mean that like, did I do a good job? I don't mean that. I meant, is this, do you get it? Is it good? Be quiet. <laughs> Amen. Woo. Father, we just thank you because you're good. We exalt you in this place, God. We thank you for your word. Uh, your, just your word alone that brings encouragement and empowerment. And we thank you that we can stand here today and expect the growth. We can expect the strengthening. We can expect the deep, deeper understanding with all the saints because it's what you're doing because core is a community. We're not a thing. We're a living, breathing aspect of your heart that is meant to change people and change cities and change culture, change communities to make them more like your kingdom, God, more like your heart. And so today, we believe on your word. We know that we are stepping into something, and we ask you to give us wisdom, Holy Spirit, understanding. Help us to see. And Lord, I pray over every person here today that in the name of Jesus, that our, our understanding would quicken, uh, that our, 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 our connection with you would deepen, that we would be willing to step a little deeper and go a little farther to have a, a, a little a more intimacy with you so that we can make the right steps. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We love you all. God bless. If you need something, uh, Sarah's looking at me funny. Please don't forget sowing and reaping. Uh, you know, if you can sow in uh, on the app, go see Sarah about that. I have no idea how that thing works, and I don't want to know. So, uh, man, God bless you all. Be safe. Have a good week.